Well, the audience was ready, willing, eager to hear from the health minister, and that's something you don't say every day, and they came away very disappointed. What went wrong with Health Minister Adrian Dix's speech yesterday at the UBCM convention? Joining us now for more on that is Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Yeah, good morning, Simi. Adrian Dix really bombed yesterday. It was uh, like the coverage out of it is incredible. This is the annual meeting of mayors and councillors from all over B.C., major, major event. It's an election year locally. They had put on a major forum called Re-Envisioning Healthcare, and the health minister agreed to show up. And he came bearing... Nothing. I mean, that's the executive summary of the news in Dix's speech yesterday. Nothing. And I note in the coverage, Simi, as well, they cut off questions. Uh, They only gave him about 10 minutes of questions. A lot of mayors and councillors went away frustrated because they couldn't even ask him what the hell he was going to do about the crisis in the ER and the lack of ambulances and the shortage of family doctors and everything else. I don't understand, Vaughn. I don't understand how they could have underestimated what the audience was looking for. Yeah, uh, I agree. So uh, in terms of excuses... Dix said, uh, well, I came to listen. Oh, really? Then why did you only take 10 minutes of questions? Because there were at least an hour worth of them. And then he said, well, you know, I probably would have said something about the ambulance service, but, you know, the Queen died last week. And man, on the long list of excuses for not saying something, I think that one kind of goes into the shameful (laughs) pit. Okay, I can understand if the speech had been on the day that yeah. Her Majesty passed away, but not a week well, later. They've been, they've been blaming stuff on the pandemic for so long. I guess they felt they needed a new excuse. I, I, I did notice the other the other thing I noticed is he did say, hey, you know, we need more money from the federal government. Now, look, Simi, uh, we've talked about this recently. This provincial government has tabled, announced, put out $2 billion worth of surpluses in the last few weeks. $1.3 billion from last year, $700 million for this year. You look at the uh, public finance update we got this week, there are billions, and I mean billions of dollars, salted away in contingency funds and money for, quote, future policy initiatives in the NDP's three-year fiscal plan. So, yes... One can make a case, as premiers across the country do, that Ottawa needs to put more money in health care. But this provincial government is not short of money, and there's a crisis in health care. I mean, a crisis suggests to me, and the government has used the word crisis, urgent response needed. So you don't go in to, as he did yesterday, in front of a very highly anticipatory crowd and say, I've, here's what I got for you. Nothing. Okay. Did he talk about anything of substance? Was there any hints of something that might be coming? Well, you know, they talked about, again, some of this slow motion stuff that's in the works. You know, they're working on a deal with the doctors for family doctors, and they've hired a whole bunch more healthcare workers. And we're work, we've, we've done solutions uh, for ambulance care. I mean, that's another list of excuses that they make. But really, seriously, uh, what was called for in those circumstances was something dramatic in terms of news that showed a government responding to what it admits is a crisis. 
It would have been wiser for him not to show up if he had nothing to say, but there he was, and as I said, he Hmm. talked for 20 minutes, took questions for 10 minutes, left the audience bitterly disappointed, and went away, and again, they're all going... um, this thing is real. I mean, I was struck by one of the mayors, uh, I think it was Mayor Blackwell from Clearwater, who said local people in the town are volunteering to take uh, training as first responders for ambulances um, because they know there's a shortage and the government isn't there for them, so they're starting to feel like they've got to do something on their own. I mean, what are we supposed to do, staff the ER with volunteers? It's, it's that wow. bad in a lot of communities in B.C. You know, Vaughn, this also strikes me as this another step in this holding pattern yes. that the government yes. seems to be in. This is even more evidence, it feels like, that everything is just in this point of stasis. Yes, I think you're right, Simi. I think the reason Dix, if Dix had anything to say, and he hinted he might have had, you know, um, they held back, and the excuse is, well, you know, the, the death of the queen. Uh, I think what we're seeing, it's the same with those contingency funds, the billions of dollars parked in the three-year fiscal plan. It is all about thinking ahead to the political cycle, uh, wanting to be sure there's stuff there so that the next leader of the NDP can hit the ground running, and not wanting to waste the positive coverage on a premier who's, well, gave his notice back at the end of June and is easing himself out of office for good reason. He's got health care issues. We understand that. But I, I really suspect that the reason they're holding back on all this money they have is because they don't want to squander the publicity now because they want to save it for right. the next leader of the NDP. So take the hits on this now, yep. and hopefully people will forget when they make these announcements later. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of problems out there, and we all do have short spans of attention, and oh, what have do. you done for us lately? But really, um, that summarizes uh, the political situation. Yesterday, the minister goes to the UBCM convention to discuss re-envisioning of health care, and the executive summary of what he has to say is nothing. Hmm. Okay, let's also talk about the other big announcement from the government. And this has to do with the quasi-holiday that we're having on Monday. Well, it's not a quasi-holiday for the public service. And no. uh, the uh, head of the public service, Laurie Wanamaker, put out a statement yesterday right after the premier and said, uh, you're getting the day off to the entire uh, public sector. At least that's what the note said. It was to public servants. Uh, and they have it in their labor contracts uh, because they have very good negotiators that if the federal government declares a federal holiday, provincial civil servants get it. So it's contractual. They, they have to do it. I, I still look at it and go, you know, if you think that we really ought to have a holiday to memorialize the passing of Her Majesty, um, shouldn't it be there for everybody? I mean, John Horgan could have declared a statutory holiday for all for everyone in BC, uh, which is what's been done in some other provinces. He clearly didn't want to do that, but he he sort of halfway did it anyway because you're getting it in the public service. I would note, Simi, that public servants also, because it's there in the memo from the head of the public service, get a second statutory holiday on September the 30th, and if you include Thanksgiving, which we all get. 
Um, that's three long weekends, three statutory holidays for BC public servants in the space of four weeks. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's I, nice. in the middle of public sector contract negotiations uh, and looking at what I take to be fairly generous offers to public servants, we're reminded that uh, they also have uh, very good wage and benefit packages and pension packages, and we're seeing that in the statutory holiday. I wonder, and I see, Simi, I don't know the answer to this, but I see some doctors overnight on uh, Twitter, at least one anyway, saying, what does this do to scheduled surgeries? The schools are shutting. Crown corporations are shutting. Government offices are shutting. Um, Does this also mean that there will be an awful lot of healthcare workers getting a stat on Monday? And does this mean cancellations? Because that's part of the healthcare crisis. The government didn't say anything one way or another yesterday. It's an open question, though, about the impact on people who've been waiting some time for surgery. Are they going to find out they're canceled on Monday? That's a good point. I'm sure we'll be talking about it. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.